Hey, welcome back to the podcast. It's your man, Malcolm Randolph. Our guest today is the ever-entertaining, always uh, thought-provoking Isaac Ballard. So y'all sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode, and I'll see you on the other side. Man. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Oh, man, I'm I'm good, man. I'm good. I can't complain. What's going on? Uh, not much. Just just chilling, schoolwork, the yeah. whole use. Yeah, I feel it. You, uh... You going back in or are you staying at home? Uh staying home. Can't uh, uh no, I'd say Corbin ain't catching my black ass. <laughs> Hell no. I feel that. You uh you watched the game last night, man? I watched part of it. I was at work for most part. Oh man. I know. You ain't missed nothing. I see I, mean, I didn't. Uh I couldn't believe it. I told people Brady was gonna win, but I didn't think he was gonna win like that. He's up to seven, but I don't think he's going to fill it to ten. I think that was his last one. You think that's the last one he'll make it to? Well, I don't know because Breeze is gone now. So the division is theirs automatically. Right. Um, so, I mean, once you once they win the division, I mean, you get home games for at least one. You get at least one home game. Hmm. So, so, yeah. I mean, we'll There's... see, but I don't know. But yeah, who's we had fans running on the field yesterday? And oh, everything. that that was hilarious. That was because I mean, <laughs> yo, Stop take that, two. <laughs> let's let's do that again. <laughs> That's the thing with like recording online and stuff is just you know what I mean. Stuff happens. He's right, right. Um, but yeah, I couldn't believe a fan ran onto the field. It was funny though. It was definitely it funny. was. Did you see the actual like? Because they didn't they uh they cut the camera away. Did you see the actual footage of him doing it? Yeah, I saw him running. Then he got tackled. Uh huh. He, he slid made, down. Yeah, he, he made the first two. I was crying. I mean, they got capital security at the Super Bowl too. <laughs> That's crazy. I said, man, why you slide down? You might as well go big or go home. Shoot, I swear. I'm scoring a touchdown. I'm running into the locker rooms. I don't even care. But that was that was definitely that was definitely the highlight yesterday for me. Oh yeah, the fans have been getting getting out of pocket lately. You see a courtside Karen? Mm-mm. Oh man. Okay, so this is basketball, right? Right. And LeBron and the Lakers are playing the Hawks down in Atlanta, and the the one lady she was white. Uh, she pulled her. LeBron said something. Her husband was like taunting her or, or taunting LeBron. So LeBron says, sit down and enjoy the game. And she decides to stand up, pull her mask down, and start screaming out, oh, shut the fuck up, LeBron, and I'll beat your ass, LeBron, and all kind of shit. And so <laughs> eventually they ended up just kicking her out because, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> she's going she's going crazy on him. <laughs> I mean, these fans is out of pocket. That's what happens when you, you're cooped up in the house too long, man. Hey, yeah, I feel that, and I feel that. But at the same time, can you blame people, though, at this time for, like, well, yes and no. I kind of feel where she's coming from because, like, yesterday I was working. We had a Karen who didn't want to put on a mask, and she started screaming at us. Oh, uh, Half these people, like you said, they're cooped up in the house, so I can't blame them for going and, like, losing it and going batshit crazy. I mean, here's my thing, though, with, like, the, the whole the mask and everything, right? So I saw... Uh, I work down in Burlington, right? Mm-hmm. I saw a woman, right? 
she she was, used to be a smoker, right? And her lungs failed. She couldn't breathe. Oh. So she had an oxygen tank with her, but she was wearing her mask properly. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, if she could do it, then yeah, you ain't no problem. Joe Biden's ass is 78 years old and you don't ever see him without his mask on. <laughs> That's what I'm talking. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Speaking of, of Biden and all that, uh, first full week, I think was this week, right? Yep. So what do you think about this? You work at McDonald's. What do you think about this? Or you, you work at Panda Express now. Yes, yeah. That's right, yeah. What do you think about this this fifteen dollar yeah, the fifteen dollar yeah. now thing? So I, I at first I was for it. At first I was definitely for it, but like now that I look at it, if it does harm the value of a dollar, then maybe I think fifteen's a little extreme, just a tidbit. Cause I mean the bare the starting wage at McDonald's is seven twenty five, literally minimum wage. If you increase that by a whole seven dollars and seventy five cents, don't you think that's going to hurt the value of all or just a bit? Oh, exactly. That's, so now, yeah. So the dilemma is okay. So people can live, but can they really live? Because the quality of life doesn't change yeah, because really things doesn't. get more. Yeah. Things get more expensive. Right. So, and on top of that, can companies even afford that? They have to let people go. You think about it. I didn't really say so. That's definitely yeah, and then. I'm looking at it even more. If you raise that minimum wage, like you said, life doesn't really change. Everything's just going to get more expensive. Right. And then, like I said, people like it kind of makes me feel like, what am I paying my taxes for? Really, I'm trying to help out more lower income families because I mean, in West Mifflin, like the whole Social Security tax when I get older, or my federal income tax, I'm helping out lower class families. But if we're making the same amount, dude, I kind of just feel like right. I don't want to be helped. Yeah. And I think about it too. You know. Uh, I make nine an hour, not put everybody in my pocket, but I make nine an hour. I don't want to be helping y'all out. Shoot. <laughs> Swear. Give me my money, man. It's I ain't facts. trying to be helping y'all out. I only make safe. nine an hour. I can barely y'all... I can barely afford things as it is going out to the mall. I'm ready to say paying for everybody else's. Yeah. Hey man, shoot. Y'all need to be paying for me. I don't need to be paying. Swear. Broke ass man. Also, you know what I mean? But at the same time. I understand the the sincerity behind it is nice. You know right. what I mean? Like the concept behind it. But unless you're giving the businesses money to pay people 15 an hour, I think maybe 12 an hour. I say even 10 an hour. Like, I mean, he's like, he's really, that 15 plus the stimulus he's trying to pass. I think it's just a little bit too much right now. Just a little bit. Well, I think part of the stimulus, because people are only getting the 1400. Yeah. So, I mean, and we already got the 600. So, the part, the other part of the stimulus is though for all the, the small businesses. Right. But, you know what I mean? If you don't work at a small business, you work at a corporation. Right. Um, what's $15 an hour? Because, like I said, um, even if you don't raise prices, that, that means you're going to have to fire people. And that means people are going to have to work more hours and all that kind of stuff. So, the quality of life, perhaps, it decreases with 15 an hour. I never really thought about that. Yeah, that is true. Mm. So, I mean, we'll see. Like I said, I would not be opposed to making more money, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if he said, you know, 12 an hour. Yeah, it's a little then, more reasonable. Yeah. But, I mean, the fact that it's 725, though, is, is crazy. 
Yeah, but I'd rather have it a little bit low and keep things right now than I don't know if we really boost it up. Like I, like you said, though, start screwing up the economy because like I, I'm thinking the most important thing right now is this vaccine rollout. The first hundred days before oh, anything, it's been it's been terrible. Yeah, the vaccine rollout's been horrible thus far. That's what I'm saying. Like I, as much as I hate to say it, but fuck you know, fuck minimum wage right now. We kind of really need to get these vaccines rolled out. So you're you're pro vaccine? Yeah, one hundred percent. See when when they first said vaccine, right? They didn't give a whole lot of information. So you got all these stories coming out, mm-hmm. and they were like, uh, there was one story that said, uh, I don't know if you saw this or not, but they're like, oh, we're gonna put the vaccines in black and Hispanic neighborhoods. That's I said, man, fuck first, that. Yeah, fuck that. that. Everything they give to black people first is all. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. Dude, yeah. there's something wrong. And see, I, I can see why so many black people are against like getting the vaccine because like the Tuskegee uh, experiments and all that. The black yeah. community has had such a bad history with. You know, like any medical experience, so I, I can get to some extent. I, but I understand it. But then my my question is: so if you're not if you're anti-vax, then what's your strategy? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, and on top of that, I watched. Uh, I got educated about it. I wasn't necessarily I wasn't for the vaccine, but I wasn't against it because mm-hmm. I I didn't know about it, but. I got educated on it and realized, oh yeah, this is the smartest. Uh, this is the smartest strategy. Take two shots and you're you're good. You know what I mean? Right. And I and I know people have already gotten the vaccine, like healthcare workers and all that kind of stuff that have already gotten the vaccine, and no third arms, no eyes, no. <laughs> it, they all cool. You know? <laughs> no so, extra appendages or anything. No extra yeah. appendages, none. <laughs> so uh, everybody's cool. Um. I don't have anything that would jeopardize me from getting the vaccine. The only problem that I have with it currently is they haven't tested it on anybody 18 and under yet. I don't think, well, for the most part, I think anybody under 18 would be, I say anybody under the age of, under, under the age of 10 shouldn't get it, but anybody above the age of 10 should, because my thing is children's immune systems aren't like structured at the age of 10 or below yet to, like accepted but if you could accept the flu vaccine how bad can the coronavirus vaccine be but then again we don't know right but i mean the and the the two vaccines aren't even like because the flu uh vaccine actually puts the flu into you so your body can build the 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 corvid vaccine what it does is it just tricks your body into thinking that it has yeah uh the vac uh, the uh virus in it and so you can build up the uh, antibodies to fight it, but um, I mean, yeah, we'll see. My thing though with like uh, black people and stuff, you know, you, and I know you work in food. I work in retail. Mm-hmm. A lot for whatever reason, a lot of black people don't like wearing their mask. They don't. Yeah, I could be from them too. I mean, like, yeah. For me, like I said, I can't. I'm not going back up to that school until all the teachers are vaccinated. Hell, I'm kind of like, hey. It, I gotta protect my mom, and my dad. Like that's first hand, first things first. I um, yeah, you got to protect your mom. My mom, like she said, I have to go to work. I don't have to go to school. I really right. want to go inside school. I really want to go in school. But like I said though, I don't know what our teachers do outside of school hours. I don't know right. where half of my classmates have been. I don't know exactly. Who, yeah, so I I really can't go up there. And like I said, some people don't want to wear their mask. I don't know who's been uh-huh. touching stuff. So right. And the thing the thing is too. Um, uh, at first, 
I hated the idea of staying at home, but I love it now. Fact. I I don't want to go anywhere now. Like, I don't care if everybody gets vaccinated. I'm staying in school. I'm staying at home. Excuse me. I I don't care if everybody gets vaccinated. The teachers get vaccinated. I don't care. I'm staying at home. I'm not looking forward to seeing none of y'all's ugly faces, man. I'll see (laughs) y'all. Next time I step in that building, it'll be June 11th. All right? (laughs) Y'all will not catch me again. I swear. People have been like, I, I don't even like I hate hanging out with people now. I hate hanging out with you know what I mean. Yeah, I like my friends, but I hate leaving my the comfort of my house. I swear, I, I you know what I mean? feel that. But I mean, even like now, this is the exact reason. Uh, uh, I told my mom, I was like, "Nah, no, I'm not going back in." Like, Sal, Sal effect test positive. See, yeah, that's the week. whole wrestling team. Ross said, "Right, yeah, yeah," and the you're you're the teacher, right? You're the teacher, right? You got to, you know what I mean? Mm. You're the one that's got to be responsible. Uh, If the kids aren't being responsible, their excuse is, oh, you know, I'm just a kid. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know any better. But you 50-some years old, man. You you can't be, right, you can't be out doing something stupid that you're not supposed to be doing, and now you're messing everybody else up. Um, And even, like, when when it was hybrid at first, and they had an outbreak with the teachers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Y'all got you just got to be smarter than that. I, I I just like I'd be look I just look at the teachers. I like one thing though how a lot of them were way more relaxed this year and way more lenient upgrades than anything cuz like I'm not going to lie. Oh yeah. I've definitely struggled with one class and that's physics and Zywons and like Oh my god. god. I mean it's tough enough in school let alone outside of school. Everybody else's classes they're doing pretty good. B's and A's, very little C's, but like her class dude Oh my goodness, dude. Oh man. And I've heard failing in Pittsburgh public schools is at an all time high this year. And like I said, well, it's it's crazy. Well, that's why I mean they're rushing everybody to try to get back in now because uh, apparently a lot of kids are are failing now. Mm-hmm. And to some extent, I do understand it because the not the first time, the second nine weeks, it was so hard to get up and get motivated to do school. I, I did terrible second nine weeks, mm-hmm. uh, the first half of it. Now. Uh, I got organized and all that kind of stuff, so it you know doesn't matter now. But right. I understand it's very hard at your own house when there's so many distractions. Right, and a lot of schoolwork is not like to me at least. It's not like real important work. Mm-hmm. It's not you know what I mean. Like yeah. I'm not interested in I'm not interested in in how many miles fucking Sally has to drive to get to the point of, you know what I mean? The, yeah. yeah, I'm not interested in any of that stuff. I'm not interested in none of that stuff. Um, so it is hard to get motivated. Or, like, even, like, gym class. I think it's so stupid we have to take gym this year. Yeah, bro. You, oh, my goodness. You think I'm really watching them videos and doing them challenges and stuff? Yeah. I, I don't, I really just, I mean, like, I went to school on Friday to get all my materials, get my trumpet, get my book from Miss Take Cash for our project in. Miss uh, Conrad's like, I wore boots to school that day. And she's like, um, I can't let you shoot a basketball because you don't have the right shoes on. And I literally got, I like, I have a D right now, Jim, because of that on Friday. I have never, I, I mean, I have never in my life got a B or a, anything below an A in gym class. It's literally. Exactly. Still, I, I just said, I have a D in gym right now. And I like, I still cannot believe it. I was just like, cause I wore boots and everything. And class was only what, like 20 minutes. Class was only 20 minutes. Uh, yeah, I ended up because I, I didn't. I forgot about gym to be totally honest. From first nine weeks, so I ended up finishing with like a C for the year, which is like 
crazy. It's gym class. class. Yeah, you play, you play, you get dressed, and then you pass. I love, you know yeah, I, mean? I love gym. It's like the best part of the day to me. But like, right? But online, it's stupid. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> they want yeah track do run a mile and send us a picture of you running them out. Hell, it's no. only negative one you degrees must, outside. I mean, right? You must be crazy. <laughs> Shoot. I mean, this is this is crazy, but I mean, it's the necessary sacrifice to make, though, isn't it? Right. That or that's at least what it feels like. Like, I feel <laughs> I shouldn't say this because of how lazy I am, but I feel good about staying at home. Uh, I do. You know yeah. what I mean? I feel like I'm not killing anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'm not out there partying and doing all that uh shit i'm just i'm just here chilling playing some video games i feel part of something about that just feels right it feels good all right but let me ask you no you're cool man let me ask you a real quick question so when we got locked not it wasn't actually a lockdown but we got like shut down to like 60 percent again Mm -hmm. uh when the i got I guess I'll call them like the liberal side of our school and the sport, the athletes of our school were beaten. Yeah. What did you, what did you think about all that? Okay. So I really had mixed views because part of me wanted to do like indoor track. I love indoor track. It was like, it's one of my favorite sports, but at the same time, and I, I don't mean to like make any sports kids upset with this statement. You do have to realize though, 90 to almost 95% of you have a small percentage of getting into the NBA, to the NFL. You guys aren't probably going D1. You guys aren't getting – if you guys were getting paid $100 per quarter, then shit, I would go balling up there. For, damn, I would join the basketball team. If it was $100 per quarter, I swear to God, I would not blame you for playing. Do what you got to do. But you, ain't, you ain't making shit. Yeah. And the thing what. And the thing was, too, okay, so here was my problem with them. I have problems with both sides, but here was my problem with the athletes, right? First of all, it's misplaced anger, right? It was right. misplaced blame. Um, you're blaming Tom Wolf when y'all's asses ain't staying home. Mm-hmm. Don't be mad at him, you know what I mean? Facts. Um, but the second thing, too, was <laughs> I've seen a lot, not, not, to, not, to, not to make anybody mad, but I've seen a lot of them play, and if that was how you're getting to college, Bitch, you ain't getting to college. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, okay. That that was my problem with them. But I had a problem with the other side too, just because, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There there is reason to grieve. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you don't know it's the uncertainty. You don't know if you're having a season or not. Right. And if you love that sport, there is some reason to grieve. And you should let people grieve. You know what I mean? You should right. you shouldn't Oh, you got it's not selfish to be upset that your season might get canceled. No, for you know sure. what I mean? Sure, yeah. So I had a problem with uh that side too. Everybody sounded like some bitches to me. They're really yeah, both. everybody <laughs> facts. Everybody just sounded like they was just you know what I mean? But I um, can I can really understand like sometimes those winter sports are your only way to really show what you're made of. And like right. so, yeah, I I can really believe why people really got upset over. I can I don't blame them, but like your sports and your mediocre playing isn't more important than somebody else's grandma's life or right. Yeah, I mean, it just it comes down to it. I mean, and I mean, like I said, you know, obedience the is anger, better than sacrifice. Exactly. If you wanted to play your season on time, you would have stayed your ass at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shoot, you would have worn your mask and all that kind of shit if you wanted to stay your ass at home or if you wanted to play your season. But uh, 
You know what I mean? Everybody yeah. got to, you want to, band went off without a hitch because we just did, we all did what we had to do. Social death. You know what I mean? Yeah, we, else. and the season, honestly, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Mm-mm. No, it wasn't. I did I thought it was probably going to be the worst year yet. I mean, no, it wasn't. It was. It kind of was, but it wasn't like great by any stretch. But no. it wasn't. It wasn't terrible. Not pit. It yeah, was poor. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like we sounded solid for three. Pra- we had what three practices. We sounded solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a decent amount of fun. You know what I mean. It was just still got the band vibe. Yeah. Yeah, not how not how I want to do. Pardon me, not how I want to do my senior year. But you know, right? It's better than nothing. Right? You know, yeah. You take what you take what that'll give you. It's just so like I I don't know about outdoor outdoor sports this year, but I mean since it's outdoor, it should be way more socially distanced, like track and baseball and tennis and all that. Well, but... outdoors much easier to do than indoor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's there's much less risk. Uh, and I'm not an expert, so. If I'm if I'm wrong, don't like fucking listen to me. But uh, I, you would think though that there's much less risk mm-hmm. doing outdoor sports than it is indoor sports. Sure. And you know what I mean. Like when tennis starts back up, I'm I'm probably do tennis. That's just easy as hell to do outdoors. You know what I mean? Yeah. One guy, you're socially distanced anyway. One guy's standing eight feet away from you, uh, and you just hitting the ball back and forth. There's no contact whatsoever in tennis. Right. So I mean, I but I'm working now, so I don't know if I'll do it or not. I mean, like I said, I hate leaving the fucking house. Same, but like <laughs> I, I, I love when they hand me my paycheck. I just I I, I got I love that day. So it's you don't get direct right. deposit; they hand it to you. I mean, at McDonald's, I McDonald's, I had a paycheck, but at here, I think I do have direct deposit, paycheck or direct huh. deposit. It's still a happy day. Yeah, it, yeah, oh, for sure. Every every Friday, man. Every Friday mm. is a celebratory. I you know. Buy some for myself. Just I made it through the fucking week. Right. <laughs> I give my mom her share. Get the church its share, and just yeah, praise. The I Lord. don't know. That's nice that you pay your mom because I don't give my mom shit. <laughs> but I I cook and I clean and all that kind of stuff. So oh, yeah, you know what I mean. That's what you get. You <laughs> shoot. But so you know we were talking about the Super Bowl earlier. You know it was weird. Seeing, seeing to me, and I, I don't know why I've been thinking about this past couple of days because that new, uh, that new Kaepernick series on Snapchat. You seen that? Mm-mm. Actually, oh, it's it's real good. It's a, uh, it was done by Complex, and it was it's called Callum Kaepernick versus the World, and uh, it's talking about the rise and and I guess decline of Colin Kaepernick. I, I don't even know if you could call it decline. Yeah, I'm racist. I don't, I don't, I don't call it. I don't. I wouldn't call it decline just because it was. It's not like his play declined. He just didn't get the opportunity. Right, poor guy. But I was sitting there thinking yesterday because you know the whole NFL this year that uh, they did. I think it was called the Move the Chains movement or something like that. It was something like that. that. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking about for whatever reason, maybe I'm maybe I'm a cynical uh, person. But it just didn't feel as good as I thought it should have to hear Roger Goodell say he was wrong about Colin Kaepernick. Mm. It did not feel as good as, as wholesome. It yeah, it's, yeah, right. Did it feel kind of <laughs> like I, I don't know? Like, did, did it feel kind of like he just kind of said it just because everybody wanted him to? 
like a wholesome not, apology or like a like like a heart not that feeling oh. it was the feeling of like like everybody my feeling towards everybody this, this summer was why did it take you watching this tape of this man for eight minutes and 46 seconds for you to realize our pain that's that was, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, okay. One of those type of apologies. It was, yeah, that's what it felt like. It was like, you know. So maybe I am kind of wrong. Oh, man. Oh, man. Like, yeah. Like, it shouldn't have taken that take. It always takes someone dying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, everybody's deciding to be nicer now because the one kid killed himself. Yeah. Well, why weren't you being nicer before? Maybe that wouldn't have even happened. Right. Always, the problem, that's my main problem with everything nowadays. Um, is always uh, uh, always when somebody dies that we, oh, man, this is terrible, and we've got to fix this. And go right back to it. Right. And there's there's a consistency issue. You're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. It it, it pisses me off, like, when George Floyd died. I've seen seen racist people, like, in school post Black Lives Matter, and I was just like, okay, and then ever since May, when he died, I've never seen another Black Lives Matter post on their story at all. Well, here's my thing, too. What are you doing with the black square? Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, deleted, I deleted my black square. Same. Because what the fuck am I doing? Right. I'm not doing anything. They, they, you silence yourself at a time when it's the most important to speak up. Mm-hmm. As you're, that's the problem with this. You silence yourselves too often. And you're not, and when you silence yourselves, everybody's silent. Right. And then it's either everybody's silent or everybody's talking and nobody's listening. Right. There's never a period of time where, like, huh, I understand what you're saying. Uh, now hear what I'm saying or anything like that. Another thing that kind of made me upset was, like, when they posted it, I, I got a vibe from a lot of people that they only posted it just to show that they're allies with black people. Like, that's the only, that's the only reason. Like, they didn't really care about the movement. They're just wanting to, like, Hey, everybody, I hope you guys know that I just think Black Lives Matter. I just want everybody to know that I'm cool with black people. I was just like... you, you um, yeah, So you and I got that same vibe. It was like, it felt like certain people, and you know, I'm not going to name drop or anything, yeah. uh, but it felt like certain people were just trying to... Appease uh, the black community like through that post. Or, or just make peace with themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Prove to themselves, oh yeah, I am opposed to this black square mm-hmm. i am a decent human being you know um and so that that you're, you're absolutely right a lot of what's taken place over the past uh coming up on a year now has been very uh disturbing you know mm-hmm. what i mean like that hollywood video the one that they were all it was black and white and <laughs> All the actors came up on the screen and I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That video is like really disturbing because yeah. it was all like white people and <laughs> it just it felt insincere. It was too overproduced and it yeah, didn't it just yeah. I I I I don't know. These past three years I gotta say are the most important and most disturbing, most historical three years of my life personally. I don't know what's gonna happen in the future, but I say from twenty from well yeah from twenty eighteen to twenty twenty one, these oh my gosh just I don't well I mean you learn a lot too. right I learned the most important lesson I've ever learned and it was from a person I didn't even like I still don't like um, but I learned this lesson it was so important uh, that I didn't even understand it at the time that he said it to me 
But he goes, you know, you're beloved by all these people. But when you step out of that school, you step out of this house, and you step in onto that street, you're nothing but a nameless face. Mm. And I had no idea what he meant at the time. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, whatever. Everybody loves me. I'm Malcolm. Everybody loves me. <laughs> but then I'm watching last, last year. I'm watching a guy jog. And his name was Ahmad Arbery. And he gets killed yeah. just jogging in his neighborhood. Right. I see, uh, I hear, I read about a girl that was sleeping in her bed. Uh, that cops broke into her house Rihanna. and shot and killed her. Right. I'm reading about a violin player that was killed by police. I'm reading about Jacob Blake's Are story. Right? I'm reading about Antoine Rose's story a couple years ago. Mm whose family is friends with my dad's side of the family. Mm. So I, I'm reading all of these stories and I'm watching and I'm hearing all these stories, uh, people getting killed with their families in the car. And I'm thinking to myself, holy shit. The one that w- the reminder was the Trayvon Martin story. Yeah. It, that, that that story for whatever it is, it will always be ingrained in my with mind. George Zimmerman just selling Skittles and signing on. Yeah. Right. Yes. He's just buying a pack of Skittles. 14 years old, just buying a pack of Skittles. Uh, shot and killed. The cops told George Zimmerman, don't act. Don't do anything. Just wait till we there get there. Up. Shot and killed. And he gets away with it because that stupid ass stand your crown law. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I realized uh, all these stuff, I'm like, holy shit, he's right. Unless you make something out of yourself, it's, yeah. uh, you're a nameless, gray face in the world. Right. It's fucking crazy. And like I said, and you know how it doesn't make a difference, like I said, because so many other black lives have been taken after that. Just so many. Like I said, I was talking to my mom, and, and I don't mean to get off subject, but it was just like, if she was using this analogy, she's like, if you really think, and I didn't mean to like, like it, it like hit me hard. She's like, if you really think that something happened to you up at that school, like some, God forbid somebody like did something or, or you died outside of school or like, I don't know, shooting in Walmart or something, she's like, don't you think from it they would weep and they would a lot of your classmates would cry but after that she said after about two weeks one monkey doesn't stop the show like i mean like the circus like she's like mm. one one clown or monkey doesn't stop the show she's like people will just move on and that would be it she said i would never and your brother would never but she said you'd be surprised about how many people get over you that fast and i was just like yeah that, that you're yeah, absolutely right i was like wow you're yeah, absolutely well, here's my so my my response to that though. Immediately, I think to myself, uh, "Are we that desensitized? Maybe someone is. We see people dying every day. Are we that desensitized to mm. the concept of death that we could just move on instantly? Mm. You know right. what I mean? We think about it for a couple of days, like uh, all right, when all the mass shootings was happening." There were so many mass shootings that at some point you just don't care. I I talked to my sister uh, right after the Floyd shooting, and she goes, "I she felt nothing about it because mm. it happened so yeah. much that she just felt nothing." You become about alienated it. from it, yeah. right? You can't even feel anything. Mm. So, are we that descent? This is the problem with. Uh, I think I said this last week or a couple weeks ago, that this is probably the hardest time 
since the 60s to grow up in because you know every goddamn right. thing. You know all of it. You know, uh, you can look up any stat, any figure, uh, any any number. Yeah. You got all these videos that pop up on, oh, look at this person getting killed. Look at this. And you know so much that... They grow up so it's, fast. It's, yeah. Right, right. Everybody grows up way too quickly. Mm-hmm. I grew up way too, cool, too quickly. Mm-hmm. Just... Last time, people got to go outside and play again. Play, play some street hoops. I, I, I miss those days so much where you could just go out on your scooter or just uh, go out, play tag or anything. And I just, I, I, my mom always got mad at us when we uh, lived back at our old apartment. Us and the kids would play. My mom would actually get mad because we tried to play cops and robbers. And I, I'll never forget this. I was like five or six or seven. And we moved out when I was seven. She would always be like, don't play that. And now I look back and I was just like, my mom was really she really really had a good reason for me not to play with that. She never let us play with toy guns or play cops and robbers. She said play tag or freeze tag or anything else just don't play cops and robbers like don't play uh cowboys yeah. It's the same same concept, right. you know. I, I I understand. I I've never understood like this country's things with guns either. Man. Now, I'm not saying take all guns away. But I've just never understood this country. Why? Like, yeah. Why do you need? Why guns? do you need yeah. AR-15s and AKs in your house? And right. How you gonna eat a deer if you blew blew the smithereens with an AR-15? It Tell me that, me, man. It beats me. I believe in protecting yourself one hundred percent and the ones you love. But like yeah. I said, it's only so many people want to break in your house. I don't think everybody. I don't really think. You know, Ted Bundy's just going to walk to your doorstep every day. Or they have freaking <laughs> Charles Manson or something. I mean, nine times out of ten, I go to sleep at night with a locked door, and I am I think I'm relatively safe. I, I mean, I don't know. Anything could happen. An 18-wheeler could crash your yeah. house. I don't know. I mean, I mean you, yeah, I, I locked my door. I turned my lights out. So, yeah, I mean, I, I live in a world where <laughs> – this crazy. This world that we live in is crazy because I, you can never definitively say you're safe. You can say I think mm-hmm. I'm safe, but ninety some percent of Americans can't say, "Oh, I I know for a fact I'm safe. I know that you know nothing's gonna happen. I know that I'll be ninety percent of Americans can't say yeah, that." It's kind of sad, but I mean, it's just yeah, these crazy crazy times. That's why. That's why uh, I stay off my phone so often. I'm, I don't even post on social media anymore. Actually, I got to stop doing that too. I mean, I go on Snap. I, that's why I stop posting on my store. I feel you on that one. Just look around you in the world and just pay attention. Mm-hmm. Like the only reason I even have social media now is just for, to to promote the podcast at right. this point. I have Facebook to keep up with family, but other than that, the only reason I have uh, social media is because uh, I, I got to promote my podcast. Other than that. You know, I text people, yeah, and that's it. You know, I may text people on Snapchat, mm. but that's it. Because, first of all, I've become like a private dude. You know, what I mean, like I, I don't, I only let certain people have certain access in my life, and then I spread information out, like kind of like so one person will know this about me, and then another person will know this about me, and another mm. person will know this about me. So, uh, but. 
you know, I was getting like kind of comfortable just saying all this kind of personal stuff on social media. And uh, it was like, all right, uh, you know, as I start doing other stuff. and It just hits uh, you that not everybody's happy to feel right. before you were happy to hear what your personal life is like. Or does it even like matter? That was my first mm. thought. Like, I was like, okay, I'm not, am I saying stuff that matters? Am I, do I need to post right. this? And 90% of the time, the answer was, nah, I don't need to post this. There's no point in me mm. saying this. You know what I mean? So I was like, all right, then I just want to say it. I really feel that. Like, on, I just, a lot of people these days, I just, here's my thing. I used to do this sometimes with random people. Like, if I would tell somebody something, and I like, I would be like, it would be like a fake trick. I would tell people stuff just to make sure and see if I would ever hear it again. If I were to tell somebody a secret, I want to make sure I would never hear it again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, uh, I was at work. This is when I was working at McDonald's. This was like a month ago, right? And this is why I like mm-hmm. can't express because, excuse my language, but there's no, and when I say dumb nigga shit, I mean black people, white people, everybody. I mean, there's no nigga shit up there. People work, you come, you, you get your money, and, and then you leave. I'm up there, right? And I'm at McDonald's and they're running, they're running me around and can you run this park out and can you drop fries and can you get this lady here her shake and can you do this and that? Okay, and I'm, I'm doing this. And there's this dude, right? He tells me, uh-huh. and his sisters work with me, and I go up there, like, they love me, I was goofy, we were always having fun, and I was like, can you just give me one minute, like, just one minute, he's like, dude, don't talk to my sister like that, and he started talking to me stupid, I was like, dude, listen, I said, you work with me, you don't know me, let me be the lovable, goofy Isaac that we all know and love, please don't make me show the ugly nigga side, bro, I don't, you ever watched the Boondocks before? Oh, Boondocks and you is ever one of my gotta, favorite shows. Might be my favorite show ever. And you ever got to tell, like, I had to tell him, like, bro, let's not have a nigga moment. Please, let's not. Let, yeah. Please, let's bro. not have a nigga moment. I don't want to have a nigga moment at work. <laughs> <laughs> that, was my, that was my brother, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've been a part of a nigga and moment. And yeah, before. you don't like it, do you? I hate it. It, it was. It's funny now, but at the time, it was Saying, incredibly yeah, embarrassing. Just, and me and him had it out, <laughs> and like, we didn't have, we didn't yell or anything. We just like talked. I was like, bro, just don't talk to me stupid. I won't talk to you stupid. Your sister didn't take offense to it. I was like, bro, let's just bygones be bygones and like, let's just leave it alone. So time passes. He left. There's this girl who comes up to me. Right. And I went, I go to, I went to school with her. She's in my grade. She left. And I mean, I like to not I'm out of my like six or seven years of knowing her. We've never talked. We never interacted. We never anything. She's right. going to walk up to me and say, I heard you and him had it out earlier. And I'm just on my break sitting there. And I'm just like, she's like, what happened? You can tell me. I told her respectfully and calmly. It's none of your business. He left. The moment is over. <laughs> Let's move on with our lives. Right. And she's like, okay, you can be like that. And see, the reason I can't tell her anything, because I know her. And like I said, niggas start beef, dude. Like I just, for her yeah. to text him and say, Isaac said that if you talk to him again, he's going to stop by your crib and beat the shit out you. And uh, I, I just. Like I said, people twist what words, and then before you know it, the next day he comes into work, and then he's going to be like, what did you tell her, and what are you going to do? And like I said... Right. It's a whole whole, ordeal. All I would have told her is like, I told him not to talk to me like that. She would have twisted up and said, um, Isaac said, if you ever even look at him again, he's going to drop kick you. (sighs) Now you got to deal. Yeah, man. That's why, you know what I mean? Like I said, just I I keep to myself now. Not that... I probably 
trust less than I, than uh, the average person, but uh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. You just can't trust everybody no, nowadays. Sure. I have, you know what I mean. There are certain people like you know Tyler and Sam. I trust Tyler and Sam unconditionally. Right. You know what I mean. The I tell them stuff. I tell them. I tell them basically mm-hmm. everything, and you know they they tell me stuff too, but. There, you know what I mean? Because I say a lot, you know, you know, I say a lot of wild <laughs> shit. <laughs> I talk a lot of shit, and I, you, you just can't trust everybody with your. A lot of people, yeah, they really can. They just get, yeah, just it, it bites and eats them up. It's like, yeah, it burns a hole in their hand, literally. Right, and I was thinking about this too. Uh, in the middle of it, in the middle of the the first lockdown, you know. How many people could truly handle right. my truth? That was the first sign that that I needed to get off. And I, I was, you know, like I, I I turn a lot of my notifications off now because I think about it. Like how many people I can't even speak my truth without a punchline mm. behind it. How many people could handle <laughs> me? Everybody knows me as this goofy, uh, say whatever guy, but very few people know this introspective. Uh, version of myself that is uh that right. is part of me that is yeah. a major part of me uh and i think <laughs> you're the same way too you're very goofy <laughs> uh you're very goofy dude goofy looking and goofy all that <laughs> but <laughs> you're also uh yeah there's another side I, yeah right i would consider you an intellectual I, from the conversations that we've had and the things that we talk about and all that kind of stuff i would say that uh, you're an intellectual, uh, an intellectual mm-hmm. of sorts, just a, a very uh, deep guy. And I try not to get deep with people because, like I said, it's not that I don't think they could handle or any, anything. It's like I said though, because when you go deeper into yourself, a lot of people don't care about what you're saying. They care about picking and nicking. They want to see what makes you tick. They want to see everything in you, like all those little parts. And then, like I said, people start talking about you, and they start spreading. And then, like I said, I don't get mad at people when they when they talk stuff behind my back. I just know I can't tell you from now on. Just got to feed people right. a long handled spoon. Right. I would like to think I don't know this for sure. I would like to think that like I'm not important enough for people to talk about mm-hmm. me behind my back. <laughs> <laughs> but because a lot of times, and just the type of person I am, people just mm-hmm. say whatever to my face. And you know what I mean, type of person. I'm not okay. You think that? Uh, what you want me to do? Fire back at you, homie? No, man. We you, <laughs> be cool. You know what I mean? I don't have I don't have beef with anybody. Uh, no one should really have beef with me. If they do, there's right. nothing I can do about that. But um, I just like I said, man. I hate this this yeah. feeling, right? I hate the the feeling of my first of all, my life depends on. This phone, these interactions, this, uh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? These these people outside of myself. I hate that I need, uh, that feel. I was feeling like, oh man, I, I need other people to uh, to be yeah. happy or whatever. To be I hated that yeah. feeling. Right. Because like in that, in that feeling, that just means, you, it makes you question, okay, do you like truly mm. love yourself? Is not. I think people think it's like self conscious or whatever to love yourself. Mm. It's not that at all. It's important to love yourself, or else mm. no one else will. So I'm thinking to myself, 
that's what I've been working on a lot lately too. Just being able to say, all right, I, I feel like You're I truly cool love being myself. Yeah. yeah, I'm cool with being me. This, you know, complex individual. Uh, uh, just that. Yeah, that with all the guy. layers of you your, know, I'm, I'm, all I'm, the layers of your personality. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, you don't catch, you don't, you don't catch me out, out on the street with just anybody anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? It used to be a time you see me with anything. You don't catch, you know. I'm with my people yeah. now, and that's kind of it. Because that's who, you know. Ninety percent of the time, it's just either me and my mom or me and my brother. Like that's about it. Like, and like I said, it just. I'm. I hate when people, and you know the feeling, and me and you just. I hate one thing though, because of like conversations we have and things we do. People call us white, the white black guy, or the proper black guy, or like. Yeah. Um, that feeling used to bother me so much. I don't mm-hmm. hear it as much now. I used to hear it from like white people. That was the real like hearing it from white people. Is yeah. like, you think I'm what? Because like it, it it's racist. Is, yeah. <laughs> it is like real. I'm the I'm the what? So what are you saying about what are you saying about me? But well, then yeah, what are you saying about my people? Proper. We. What do yeah. you? We can't. And even then, you know, not that I'm saying it's, it's a problem being white, but it's no. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you can't define my skin color by some exactly. shit you see in the news. And the shit, the shit that you watch in the music videos mm-hmm. is not real life. What you what you see on television is not real life. The people say black is beautiful because black mm. is plentiful. There's so That's, many different yeah, black community. You know what I mean, right? Um, so you see some, you see some shit in music videos with some dudes <laughs> and dreads. Uh, uh, with a whole bunch of money and a bunch of twerking girls. All right, that's cool, but that is not real life. So, because most I, of us don't I, have yeah, money I'm like sure, that. I, but... I'm sure I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, if I did, now nah, I'd probably so, yeah. be living that life with that. <laughs> My thing is, but, I mean, I don't want to say like every race has its kinks because no race is perfect. No race is like a failure. But my thing is, though, there are certain aspects to the black community. And like I said, I'm not ratting on black people because when I look at it, like when I look, I don't look at it as black and white, but sometimes I do look at like black, but we do have some things that like my, like my mom said one time, black people aren't naturally like, I don't want to say quiet because we are a loud and bombastic people. Like, I mean, that we just, we just are like, and like I'm when I say this, I don't mean to be racist like at all. Like there's no racial context. I just feel like when white people sell drugs, it's more under the radar. Yeah, they have some of the police helping them, but a lot of the times I see it, they do it quietly. They do it at nighttime. They're very secrete about it. Black people sometimes when I see them, like I am dead serious. I could go into like some parts of Clareton, like I'm just walking around, going to the dollar store. Like people will be loud as hell. Hey man, you you got that herb? I'd be like. In like screaming in the street, and echoes like, "Hey man, you got the herb?" Hey man, I was like, "What?" I was like, "What man?" Like, if you don't just hush it down just a little bit, like I said, there's some things about black folks that do get on manners, but I love our race. And like I said though, it's just like no race is perfect, no race is a failure, but like everyone has their little kinks, a little bit. Right. I don't know. It's just hard to say, but I mean, the thing is. uh Anytime that you say that 
you feel like you're being mistreated, all of a sudden there's a, a microscope mm. that comes down on you. And so there are different standards for right. black people and white people. That's one thing yeah, I've been cool. noticing a lot lately. Because if you watch the, like I was watching something, a few years, this is like 2014, after uh, Mark uh, or Mike, uh, Dude from Ferguson. I can't remember what his name. Mike Brown or something. I, it was one of those names. After he died. And I heard talking like, oh, you know, black people say they want to be treated better, but, you know, they, they don't make it easy on themselves. There's always black on black crime. And, you know, they're always in the news. And I'm thinking to myself, at the time, I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah, he's got a point. You know, we got to stop. And then I realized a couple years ago, I lived mm. that way for a while. Uh, saying, you know, yeah, they should treat us equal, but we should treat ourselves equal. I, I lived that way for a while before I, I realized all these mass shootings is going on, and I was like, wait a minute. Y'all killing Columbine, yourselves, too. the Las Vegas, <laughs> the movie theater. Yeah. Oh. Y'all shooting up movie theaters schools and country music and concerts else. and schools and stuff. And the shooters are white, and right. the victims are typically white. Dylan Y'all Lee. killing yourselves, too. I don't hear what pissed me about, off about right. him. How did you take? I, he killed all those people, and they took him to Burger King because coming. Oh yeah, yeah, because coming Justice becoming system. a homicidal maniac works up an appetite. Did you know that? I, I heard it does. The justice system it's is wild. totally it's totally messed up. I mean, mm-hmm. look at the Capitol, right? Uh, you know, black people were not there made been body it to parts, the steps. Corpse. Oh my. They wouldn't have made it to the steps. You got videos of police opening gates. Oh, let them through. Mm-hmm. Let them through. You know what I mean? Uh, you think about a 12-year-old kid, Samir Rice, playing with a toy right. gun in the park, gets shot by the cop. Uh, you know, you got guys shooting, like you said, Dylan Roof took him to Burger King. Every, all the mass shooters, and the school shooters, uh, and the cops kill black people, mm-hmm. they all get a court date. But if you're a suspect, but, yeah. you don't even have to be a suspect. You don't get it, you don't well, even get a court exactly. date. That's the problem. You know what I mean? And actually, no, I'm wrong. Because they just they said they weren't even gonna bring up charges on the yeah, cops that killed Brianna. One got fired. One got one got yeah. fired, but one of them was in Miami. Yeah, he went on vacation. Yeah, he went to vacation. One of them yeah. went to Miami. He went on vacation. They they just sent. I was reading this article. It was a USA Today article. Um, they just sent a woman uh, on vacation who stormed Capitol. Sent her on vacation to like Mexico mm. or something, a work retreat. They, I believe, they paused the trial and sent her on vacation to a work retreat. Man, this is fucking wild justice system, man. Chris Rock said it best. This is the only country where you can be in the same place at the same time. Doing the exact same thing, and one person's exactly. sentence will be lighter than the other person. I know Canada's just laughing their ass off. Um, when I went to Canada, oh my god! I what what I got treated like in Canada is like what it must be like to be treated white here. Like no racial, but like the late. I woke up and I was walking, <laughs> and the lady just said, "How was your day, sir?" Like I almost, it, I almost, it like, is a great feeling. Like, threw up. Sir. I was so happy. I was like, "Whoa!" She called me sir. Like, whoa. <laughs> shit like damn I, I, I was speechless really 
you you had the feeling that all of the World War II and Vietnam mm. black veterans had. Uh, and Sam, last week when he was on here, he educated me to something I didn't even know. A lot of uh, uh, would-be immigrants, they were, they were living in America, waiting on the thing, uh, waiting on the, their test to come through. And the army said, we'll go ahead and legalize you. All you have to do is go overseas and fight. They went overseas and fought uh, in the war. When they came back over, mm. they deported them all. I had never even heard that up until Sam uh, brought this uh, mm. brought this to my attention. It really is. This is wild, man. Wow. Uh, and so you know, just that uh, you think about it like that, man. And I think about JFK, uh, his speech, which is one of the greatest inauguration speeches of all time. And he, at the end of the speech, he goes, "Ask not you what your country can country. do for you, but yep. what you can do." And right now, uh, people in our generation and the generation ahead of ours and even the generation ahead of theirs are doing some great shit for our country. Uh, I'll notice kids in our school saying, oh, these rioters are ruining this country. Now, motherfucker, we're trying to fix it. (laughs) This is the first time Chappelle has a bar. Dave Chappelle has a bar. This is the first time in American history where white people are actually <laughs> holding us back. Yeah, you never thought that happened too often, <laughs> huh? Which never thought that happened. They're the drug addicts yep. now with all this heroin. Um, they're the violent ones now with all these guns and all this shooting. They're, the, you know what I mean? And when I'm saying they're, yeah, but, uh, you know, I'm not, you, you get, everybody like knows I said, what I'm like talking about. The 80s, you know um, what I mean? Uh, the, when crack, where crack cocaine hit the scene with the Ronald Reagan administration, a black man gets caught with I don't know fifty pounds of crack. Yeah, he goes to tell, he goes to jail for ten years. Now, a white man gets caught with heroin. It's let's send him to rehab and let's work it out. Come on, t- come on, Tommy. We can talk this out. And you know, and- first of all, the hell are you doing? With fifty I, I'm just pounds saying, of crack. It was crack was crazy. Back My in the day, gosh, dude. crack. Was, you you see that Netflix documentary on crack? Oh man, it's wild! It documents it. It's such a cool uh, documentary because it has actual crack dealers, crack mm-hmm. uh, former crack users. It has instead of just people that have you know the quote unquote experts about it. It has actual crack dealers and crack users, and it documents and like like police officers during that time too. And it documents what happens. Crack. First of all, Ronald Reagan was very instrumental in oh, bringing for crack sure, for sure. into the country. Um, and then threw one of his boys, Ollie North, under the bus for it. And then, <laughs> basically, mm-hmm. the cops were in on the deal. For the first part of the crack epidemic, they're watching this, these communities be destroyed by this. And the drug yeah, dealers are just trying to make some money off of it. Uh, you're just trying to make some money off of it, mm. not even realizing what you're doing. But they'll talk about it. They'll be like, yeah, man, I realize. Now, these these drug dealers are millionaires, mm-hmm. 18, 19, 20 years old. Something that people, most people never do in their life. They're millionaires, 18, 19, uh, 20 years old. People are literally uh, handing over their hard-earned money yeah. to get some crack. It's crazy. And 
the the tide changed um, when a drug dealer shot two mm. cops in Chicago. That's when yeah. everything started getting violent. The drug dealer, for no reason either, just shot two cops in Chicago. And after that, it was like, all right, you, you killed our boys. Yep, and we're taking all you motherfuckers. <laughs> we take all you niggas. We coming after you. And the problem with that, though, is, yeah. Now, I'm not totally stoled on the addiction as a no. disease thing yet. But I will say that uh, it's mm. not a crime. <laughs> it's not a crime to be addicted no. to anything. Nah, like I said, I don't know if it's a disease. It is a crime it's to sell it, which to some extent, yeah, yeah, I can get, but no, it's yeah. addicted to, yeah. Yeah, I understand. You know what I mean? I, it's, actually, it's absolutely a crime to sell it. And on top of that, we're everybody's talking about legalizing weed now. I don't think the weed dealers realize what le- the legalization yeah. of weed will do for their business. Everybody because yeah, you know, what it needs you for. Everybody can, if Arab right. They don't need you to go for anything. They don't need to be sneaking around and nothing like that. Uh, they'll yeah, go up fact, to CVS, yeah. buy some weed. <laughs> Shit. Right, Aid, yeah. Go, John Eagle. Hey, uh, I got, or you go, right, Aid. Hey, yeah. I got a pack of beer and some weed with me. <laughs> they don't need, they won't need, uh, so honestly, it could get, that's something that you got to look out for too, is the quality of life mm-hmm. thing that we were talking about earlier with the minimum wage. Does the quality of life worsen when weed gets legalized because uh, do the drug dealers replace weed with another drug? And what is that other drug? And what does that other drug do? The cool thing about, you know, you yes, know I'm, I'm straight edge. I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't do any of that. But uh, I understand that weed doesn't hurt communities. It may hurt your pocket, but it doesn't hurt communities when, like yeah. uh, crack or heroin or meth or anything like that so you uh, when you're looking at it like that it's like shit uh you can, you can fuck this up um you fuck this up all right and drug dealers like all right well let me get my let me create something new I'm what does that new thing more. do because the new thing has to be praying. i mean i am too but you have to think that the new thing there is going to be a new thing and you have to think the new thing is going to be stronger, probably, than anything that we have. Yeah, stronger than crack, current. heroin, anything, yeah. Mm. And it, it gives something people... That's, that's, why I don't, that's why I don't do drugs. Because, uh, first of all, I wouldn't be able to handle myself. But right. I don't want to feel like I'm dependent on something. You know what I mean? And I don't right. like carelessly wasting money. And that's what... That's what you see a lot of people uh, in in our school doing, carelessly wasting money. And the drug, not not I'm not naming any names, but I I will say the drug dealers are genius business. Yeah, yeah I see it all the time. Like some people <laughs> sign the auditorium while in ninth period or the bathroom, and yeah, just selling yeah selling carts or anything else. They are yeah. they are they are genius salesmen because I mean, and they convince people to do. Uh, one was like uh, sell your PS4 buy off me genius people will do it they have, there's a real need for, for this kind of shit and they'll do it they're genius salesmen and if hey, I yo, could be yeah. that genius it's I would be to an Eskimo pretty, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, pretty. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, um, some of these people... Yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah, I gotta, That's all I got to agree with you on that. And see, like, I said, get, like, like I, in West Memphis, it's some of those drug dealers that fail school, but are, like I said, are geniuses when it comes to business. So that's why I really don't credit people in school as being dumb or smart, because like I said, I could never in a million years start selling like they do, making up to six, seven hundred dollars a day sometimes. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I mean, you think about it, too, like <laughs> school, school is really, you know what I mean? Like. School is because every job mm-hmm. requires you to have a high school diploma. That's it. But they don't teach us anything it in really school don't. that's worth knowing. You know what I mean? Like, they don't ever, they really, like, there's no, there's one uh, economics class. Like, economics isn't isn't a, a core class. Geography, or not geography, geometry is a core class, and physics is a core class, but economics isn't. Cooking. Um, I'm trying to think. The class is, Cooking, cooking isn't a core class. It should be, you know, because you know I I got oh, yeah, friends. Tyler. You know, Tyler's a great cook, but some of my, some some of my other friends, I'll taste some of their shit. Ugh, yuck, yuck to them. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I was blessed with cooking skills, but you know what I mean. You, some people aren't. Um, but the core classes are just you know it's messed up. Not saying that physics shouldn't be in school. If you have a passion By for all physics, means, yeah. then you should have the option to take physics. But if you don't have a passion for physics, no, it's not going to do anything in your life. Fuck, do I need to know uh, yeah, the velocity of a rabbit? Shit. I write, right? I write pussy jokes. The fuck do I need to know? Now I'm not gonna lie. Some <laughs> classes are pretty neat, like Ross's criminal justice or mock trial or uh, yeah. Mock trials and neat class. I'm not saying they yeah. should take those classes out, but they're electives. You shouldn't be forced to take like civics was the only important yeah, because, class yeah, that I've been I forced to take. Yeah, because I did learn a lot more about politics and a lot more about just everything in general, the way the system works. So yeah, I, I can agree with that. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like before civics, I had no idea that when mm-hmm. you vote, you're just voting for people to vote. I had no idea yeah. that that was the case before civics. I mean, just the lessons that you learn about government and life in general and history and civics. English can be uh, helpful in some cases. Cool. Yeah, English is... It, I think English is yeah. pretty helpful. Like, I mean, for, for me, it is. Some yeah. of the stuff that we do in English is not helpful, but, you know, the actual writing part of it is very helpful. Um, and... Like careers with Kunkel. Careers with Miss mm-hmm. Kunkel was a like a vital class. It'll that class was super important. Oh yeah, and on top of that, it make it gives you confidence to realize uh, the stuff you mm-hmm. can do and stuff. Uh, you know what I mean? The stuff that's achievable. Instead of just hearing you can do anything you want, it gives basis to. No, you can't do anything you want, but you should look at these things because right. you, you might be successful in these fields. So that that's an important class. Um, and you know what I mean? If you're going to have a math class, uh, I think one algebra, and then you should teach people. Remember in eighth grade, they had that, uh, I can't oh, remember what yeah, it was called, like finances about. or something like that. Like that, yeah. They should have more classes like I that. I forgot about that. Hmm. You know what I mean? But... 
It was, yeah, I heard it was about taught it. by like Miss Gomble or something I don't know why like that. I didn't take that. Yeah. It was a it was a cool class. Um, um it taught like you know, taught you how to mm-hmm. sign it, write a check, uh, yeah, taught you about direct deposits, budgeting, and all that kind of stuff. We're using that right now in everyday life. Right. And That's even helpful. like junior stupid, uh, seminar. It's the idea is good. The execution has not been uh-huh. good. Or at least it wasn't good for us. I don't know how it is for you guys, but for us it wasn't that good. Um but it's a very the scholarships good scholarships and everything that I can really correct that. Right, yeah. Or just getting mm-hmm. the, the chance to talk to people in your field. Now, for whatever reason they decided to just yeah, have people in cool. trades and all that kind of stuff <laughs> there. So that doesn't do any you know what I mean? Unless you're going into a trade school, which I had at seventh period, everybody going into a trade school is gone by that point. Um, so you, that aspect of it was kind of like, eh. But I mean, the concept of, oh yeah, you tell me about this career, see if see if you're interested. The only stuff. thing That's in high school concept. that still irritates me with careers, I just want, I, I don't, I hate to like be bashful of people's dreams because hell, I don't know what I'm like. I know what I want to do after high school. And I think it's somewhere in the realm of achievable. When you're in kindergarten, first grade, second grade, even third or fourth grade, it's okay to say when somebody, what do you want to do when you grow up? I want to go into the NBA or the NFL. That's, that's okay. That's reasonable. But when you get in high school and you're still thinking about it, I'm not saying you can, but at the same time, I know some people in El Equipa that would decimate. And when I say decimate, I mean with a capital D, decimate. Any, any, any um, school, any, any <laughs> high school football team, maybe with the exception of Clareton, but Clareton's going pretty downhill too. And a 10 mile radius of West Mifflin. I, I mean, it would, now let's make it 20 miles. When it comes to whether it be Bethel Park, whether it be West Mifflin itself, McKee Sport, uh, probably Clareton at this point. I mean, sports, there's, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even mentioning the big one. Yeah, I know you see you mentioned the the yeah. them dudes down in uh Pleasant Hills. I, I just want to tell everybody like we need more black barbers, we need more black teachers. My mom wants me to go into teaching really bad and <laughs> Carter, Honestly, I can see I your ass looking just up like, like, looking yeah. like Mr. Carter up there. I can see you know what though? Um yeah. there's so few black male teachers. You know what I mean? Mm. Um I've only had one. Thanks. It was Mr. Carter. That was it. He's I think uh, gotta be. Who's probably my first? second favorite teacher. Googler. I love Googler. I love his class. Um, that, those two years. Those two years. Uh, I, I took really them for did. granted at the time. Because, I mean, going from, from Carter to, to Google. Actually, now it's Mr. Douglas oh, and Mr. Ochoa. They kind of shat on them two years. So I kind of really... Uh... You know what, though? Okay, so I didn't think Ochoa's class was terrible. I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was terrible either. Douglas's class. Yeah, he kind of he ruined everything. I don't know. He just... Oh, I heard he is got he replaced still, by Miss Marks teaching? or something. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Not, not I don't, you know, yeah. I'm, like, I'm not saying I wanted to get fired or nothing, but I remember he would come into the bathroom <laughs> and stand right next to you in the, in the urinal. 
And then he'd be like talking to you and shit. Like, bro, I'm not trying to talk to you right now, man. I'm taking a piss. I'm, I'm taking it. This Ochoa is not me, like, a Karen vibe. I, mean, I, I don't know. I just. I... She, uh, at first, she gave me the Karen vibe, but she's actually very, seriously, very uh, nice. We were talking about, yeah, we were talking about uh, Zion earlier. Miss Zion gives me she the just, Karen vibe. I don't, I don't know. She's like, she acts like school and her life is more of like a sitcom than like school. It's, I don't know. She always like she'll say something like yeah, then that reflects my life. I mean, like I I don't know. She always gives me like a sad, hopeless. I, I don't know. Like, I I don't know. I like yeah. I like yeah. Her, but her class, I I don't know. Maybe it's just physics itself. Uh, outside, outside mm-hmm. of her class, she's not a bad person. And by the way, I want to <laughs> I want to just point out like. Everybody told me I was like, oh yeah, no, Zion, Zion and I are cool. You know, we, we you know, I, I, I was telling everybody, yeah, I got Zion physics. They're like, oh my god, you're gonna hate her. I'm like, nah, man, Zion and I are cool. We're cool. We'll I'll be cool. Everybody's cool. Yeah, they sure. were a hundred percent right. After the first nine weeks, the first nine weeks <laughs> we were cool. Everything was uh, kosher, and then that's when shit started getting hard for me. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh my god! Well, y'all were online the whole time, which only complicates things. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you, you know, what I mean, it was next Washington year. I know I'm going to take, take cap. It, it has to be cap. I, I... Yeah. Are you gonna? You're gonna take a science next year? Yes, I didn't take. I was gonna say I, I didn't know, take. We, I didn't know we could skip. I, don't, I might probably. I mean. All you need is three maths and three sciences. You need four social studies and four Englishes, but only three maths and three sciences. So hmm. I was like, cool, I'm not taking the science. I right. shouldn't have taken the math either, but it is too late now. You know, we already down the School's actually not that far from being over. I mean, March, April, and May. I mean, that's about, yeah. Yeah. And after I'm gone, like I'll probably come back for a day for band camp. And after that, y'all will not see me again. That, that's crazy. I that mean, you guys shit, are really I will be gone. That, that hit, it just hits. It hits different. Isn't it? <laughs> I'm graduating. I ain't got no pussy. I, I just remember the first day of freshman <laughs> year as hell. when you guys were in 10th grade. And, man, I remember, I remember during baseball – uh, freshman year, hopping yeah. on Josh Bozinski's windshield, begging him to give me a ride down to the field. Like, yeah, I was like, he's like, bro, I'm, I'm not, I'm not driving. You down. I literally hopped on his windshield and started sucking on the glass. I was like, bro, give me a ride. <laughs> oh man, I would, I would have started driving, chewing the windshield. That's crazy. Fuck it, ain't no. I remember, I remember, yeah, oh, yeah. all those were playing wall ball. Being out mm-hmm. there in the being out there in the rain, uh, marching around mm-hmm. on them, them late nights on the football games and stuff. I remember when uh, uh oh, when what's his oh. name threw something out the window. Wait, was it Cordo? Wait, was it Cordo? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was Cordo. It was Cordo. Threw something out the window, <laughs> and <laughs> I forgot about that one. Oh man. I remember Kester came on the bus. He said, who threw something out the window? <laughs> he goes, 
Oh, we're gonna take away all bus per nigga Wi-Fi right there. No, I that is... my phone just it shuts off and then I, I don't know, it just leaves the podcast. It's so annoying. Man, that is my God, bro. This motherfucker got black Wi Fi. Sponsored by Kool-Aid. Sponsored by Kool-Aid. Isaac Valor's Wi-Fi. Oh, so the joke, y'all, is that Isaac's phone is disconnected and reconnected like three different times now. Uh, I, I, I promise it's the phone, man. I'm telling hey, you. shit. Must be running off KFC Greeks or something like that, bro. I'm telling you it's the phone. <laughs> hey. But, um, yeah, man. These, I mean, it's crazy because I've enjoyed all four years. Mm. I can't say even this year. I've enjoyed, you know, I've enjoyed the challenge of this year. Um, and, you know. It has a certain even, term to it, yeah. Yeah, it has some, you know. It's some fun about having the response. Because you got to have the responsibility going to be on your shoulders anyway, eventually. Mm-hmm. So, you get this experience now. How am I going to be? Am I going to be able to handle it? Or do I got something to work on? So, that little part of it is, you know, it's cool. But uh, we're going to wrap this up like we do every week. Isaac, give the people uh, some advice, some just some positivity. I don't know. Give the people something. Uh, my, my piece of advice for you folks is uh, just keep on looking on the positive side. Wear a mask. Don't do anything too stupid. Wait till the weather breaks, then go stupid. And, yeah, to the class of 2021, go out, do great things. Especially with this man in your class, it shouldn't be that hard to outshine him. Uh, Same one. Shit. Someone outshines me, I'll be surprised. <laughs> I will be surprised. It's like, no, I could see you being the next Larry King, though. I could really see it. The next, Yo, that's a lot of pressure, man. Hey, it's it's doable. It's doable. Get your own segment on CNN. Look at Bro, if I... <laughs> I'll turn into Van Jones or uh, Don Lemon or something. something yeah. Next Chris Cuomo or something. Yeah. Everybody be, uh, we get another Trump in office air and the camera turns to me. I'm just crying. This is such a sad thing for America. Or we get another Obama black good dude in office. Oh my God, we did it again. And I can see it. Yeah. Hey, I'll pull a, I'll pull the lever string down. It'll be some Popeye's fried chicken from the ceiling. <laughs> Yo, we did it again. Go, brother Malcolm. Go, brother Malcolm. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is the man himself, Isaac Ballard. Thank you, my brother, for coming on this podcast. No my problem. Son. It is an honor. It is an honor. Tell your mom I said hello. Uh, or uh, let her know I'm graduating. I'll, I'll see you real soon. I I I see her real soon. I'll be sure to keep her safe. Stay away from my mom, you creep. Hey. Even when COVID is, I always got a mask on my dick. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Uh, Oh, my God. All right, bro. I'll talk to you a little bit later on, man. All right, man. Stay safe out here. All right, man. You too. Thank you guys for tuning in. Isaac's on that black Wi-Fi, so he was cutting out the whole episode. Uh, Stick around for more of Malcolm Friends. I'll catch y'all on the other side next week, man. See you. Thank you.